Okay, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Complete Sports Media's podcast. I'm your host, Darren Campbell, and our favorite guest, as always, is joining us on a Monday to break down the weekend in sports. Jason Cameron. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Ah, it's, it's going great. It's going nice. great because of the mere fact we've never seen back-to-back weekends of playoff football like this yeah ever six games in a row decided by three points six games in a row yeah yeah amazing uh amazing that it's come down to the last play of all these games and and being so close one game was uh touchdown so they were they uh, yeah they got the touchdown in overtime with kelsey but uh, all these other ones uh, decided by field goals. And uh, the parody of the NFL has never been better. Um, I know that there's been a lot of people that wanted this and they've got their wish this year. Uh, there was so many upsets, so many teams going in, number one seed getting knocked off, uh, incredibly tight games every, every single game. It must be just a dream for Roger Goodell and the NFL. Yeah, they must be over the moon over how this all like all this all ended up like just literally for the mere fact of we had to go through COVID. We had to go through all of this stuff. And then for it all to culminate in some of the best football anybody has ever seen. Unbelievable. You must be like, Oh, nailed that. That's (laughs) awesome. Don't know how I did it, but I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. Uh, You know, I love this sport always have. Uh, I started getting, critical of it at times over the years i've had some criticisms about the the sport this year i really didn't like the taunting rules didn't like uh you know a lot of the stupid rules that they seem to have i've never liked the overtime rule and we uh we almost saw a gain when when the chiefs got that overtime rule uh, or overtime coin toss win again it was like oh my god two weeks in a row this is crazy they're going to just march down and, and kick a field goal and win the game here. Uh, did you think, uh-oh, that's it, two weeks in a row, they're done? Oh, yeah, of course, because it happened just the same way as it did against the Bills, where they didn't get a chance to pick heads or tails. The opposition did, and, and they got it wrong <laughs> both times. So yeah. it's, it's like it's almost like the Chiefs are like, no, no, you can go ahead pick. Oh, you got it wrong. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to start. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the tables were turned. Uh, Chiefs had the ball. Uh, they started marching. Uh, it looked like Mahomes got a little uh, greedy, and he threw it up to Tyreek Hill, got knocked away, intercepted. The Bengals got the ball and were able to march down and, and kick the winning field goal. Uh, I was surprised at the play calling for the Chiefs. I thought they would have just, you know, methodically marched down the field, short little passes, little runs. And, and just uh, been able to score. But uh, it was seemed very weird after the Chiefs came out of the gate. They got touchdowns in the first three possessions. They only got a field goal in the next eight possessions. It was uh, pretty bizarre how things just turned around. Yeah. It's, I would say a couple things happened. Bengals defense all of a sudden locked them down. Yeah. Out of, like, just locked them up in the second half of that game. And then the other thing that happened, the Chiefs' momentum was stymied because of the fact of how they how they entered halftime. All of a sudden, their momentum was utterly gutted because 
they wasted the opportunity to get points before halftime. Yeah. I think personally, they should have just kicked a field goal and been happy with that. But they got greedy. Yeah. And I think that greed cost them. Yeah, sure did. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was such a turning point. You didn't really think it was going to be something that big, but it turned out to be huge. And, and um, you know, I don't know what was said in the locker room, but um, the Bengals just believe in themselves. Uh, this is the first team that's been able to be last in the whole entire league and two years later make the Super Bowl. Complete transition turnaround. Joe Burrow, obviously number one overall pick. Uh, first time a guy's been able to make uh, reach a, a Super Bowl, being number one pick uh, two years from the time he uh, is able to bring his team back. Uh, what a remarkable turnaround for this organization. And I, I think that most of the people that aren't, you know, necessarily Rams fans are going to be cheering for the underdog Bengals. What a turnaround. 33 years since they've been in the Super Bowl. Uh, many, many, many horrible years. They only won four games last year and they came, turned this around and, and made the Super Bowl. Uh, what, a, what a Cinderella story. It's a huge Cinderella story. And yes, a lot of people love the underdog story, which is what the Bengals are completely in this Super Bowl run and their run to the Super Bowl. Like, nope, there is in no shape, way or form. I thought the Bengals would win this game. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was I was I was not in the Bengals corner. I just didn't think it was going to happen. And especially with the way that the first half went for the KC. Yeah. I, as I told you, I was ready to change the channel. Well, I'm like, all right, Kansas City just going to run away with this game. This game is kind of over. I'll watch a little bit of the second half. But if they score again, I'm out. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just, just going to be a slaughter. I'm, yeah. I'm out. And then that's not what happened in the second half. That, yeah. that is not what happened. The Bengals took the switch, turned it right around. And Burrow just he orchestrated an offensive explosion for them to come back. I, I give Burrow all the credit in the world for dragging his team back into the game. Yeah. He seems cool, cool as a cucumber. He seems to be able to just, uh, you know, face any adversity. They've come from behind a lot this year. They've been able to, you know, utilize their weapons and, and overcome deficits. Uh, it's been incredible. Uh, he, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll become one of three guys that have ever won a national championship in college and the Super Bowl. Uh, do you, do you have any idea who those other two quarterbacks would be? Oh, I can give uh, you a hint. Uh, oh, oh, okay. 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 I'm, just, I'm just gonna throw one out there. I don't think I'm right. Kurt Warner is one. Uh, no, no, not Kurt. Um, uh, there. Both guys, first name Joe. So we could have three Joes doing it. Oh, Joe Montana. Okay, you got that one. one. And oh, I don't know who the other one is. Who's Broadway it? Joe. Joe name. Ah, yes. It's kind yes. of an amazing stat. I would have thought uh, a lot more guys uh, you know, would have had that success in college, won the national championship being drafted. Uh, high up, go to yeah. these franchises and, and win a Super Bowl, but uh, it's only happened twice, and Joe Burrow's trying to become the third guy to do it. All Joes. Yeah, and that's the weirdest thing, that every single one of them could be potentially Joe. <laughs> so weird. Uh, the other thing that blows me away is that it uh, that, you know, it has he's the only guy to be able to do it in two years. 
I guess I shouldn't be surprised because they go to the worst team in the league, team that needs rebuilding, needs a lot of tools, has a lot of problems, more than just the quarterback. But, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, it's amazing that the Bengals have been able to go from two wins two years ago, uh, worst team in the league, four wins last year. He only won two games last year before he got hurt and then uh, be able to come back from a pretty massive injury and take this team all the way. Yeah. And with that injury that he did suffer was, it was, it was massive. Like it could have possibly derailed his career depending upon how he rehabbed said injury, but he came back better than ever. Yeah. And then now from all of that struggle and strife that he went through with the injury to get back onto the field, it all culminates now to him being in the Super Bowl. I bet that dude couldn't be happier with the yeah. work that he put in. Oh, it's so great. Great for them. So, yeah, Mixon had a great, great day. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Uh, they seem to really be double teaming Jamar Chase. So T. Higgins stepped up. He had six catches for 103 yards. Uh, that uh, run by Samajay P. Ryan was phenomenal. Uh, nobody was expecting that. That was a really good play call. He was able to go 43, 41 yards and score that touchdown. That was huge for that team. Oh yeah, that was that was massive. That was their turning point right there, with uh, with him do, doing the run like that, and uh, and then also on top of that in overtime, with Von Bell doing the interception. Yeah. But it was that quarterback that managed to stay with Tyreek Hill yeah. and deflect the ball. That was amazing. That was incredible. That was yeah, uh, they were able to shut down Tyreek Hill. He never got a catch in the second half. He had seven catches for. Uh, 78 yards and a TD in the first half. And then they uh, were able to somehow completely eliminate him from uh, any anything for the second half. Yeah, they, they locked him down. They they basically, I think, uh, the, the defensive backs in the secondary said, we're just not going to allow that guy to beat us. All right, we're going to take away one of Mahomes' weapons. And you could tell that Mahomes, as he was scrambling in the back there, running for his life, just going, got to try to find somebody. He couldn't find anybody because yeah. the secondary had locked up his his receivers. Yeah, that's, that's probably the best uh, I've seen the Bengals play defense this year. They they were really great. They put a lot of pressure on Mahomes, but they also had great secondary. Guys were uh, not open. Uh, you know, the, the one touchdown that Mahomes threw to Kelsey was just a miraculous play trying to get away from that pocket and, yeah. and find that open space, but uh, I was really blown away how impressive uh, Cincinnati's defense was from, you know, from the linebackers, the line, the linebackers and the secondary. It was amazing. Yeah. Like Mahomes has an extraordinary ability to extend plays, but the secondary would not give up on busted plays. They, they just, they stayed true to their commitments on the defense and they would not let the receivers get loose. Yeah, it would not. And yeah. uh, the only the only thing that uh, hasn't impressed me about Cincinnati this whole entire season has been their offensive line. They've really had struggles there. They uh, allowed the most sacks out of the NFL on Burrow. Uh, he was sacked a ton in the playoffs already too. He's been having to scramble for his life. Uh, luckily, he has that athleticism and can get out of the pocket and and find his guys and scramble for yards, but. Uh, that offense, offensive line is a really big Achilles heel 
And coming up against Aaron Donald, we haven't <laughs> talked again about the Rams yet, but coming up against Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and that line, I think they're in serious, serious trouble. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like you thought you had it rough before? Yeah. Now you got to play to the Rams. <laughs> and their defensive front, are, they're coming for you. They're coming for you. And Aaron Donald being one of the best defensive players, period, in the league, one of the strongest players in the league, yeah, they're going to have their hands full. They're going to have their hands full. I think that um, Aaron Donald is the best player on both these teams. He's the best player, bar none, uh, uh, in, in the Super Bowl. I think he really brings that X factor to the Rams, and I think he's going to be the difference. I think uh, the Rams are probably going to win this game because of Aaron Donald. Yes, yes. I, I, I think he's definitely going to be a difference maker back there along with, I would say, Jalen Ramsey yeah. to be ball hawking, waiting for Burrow to make a mistake, just a, a minor mistake on his side of the football field so he can go for a pick. So, yeah. like, Burrow's going to have to be very cognizant of the fact that Jalen Ramsey is floating around back there and not try to challenge him too much unless he's sure. Yeah. We haven't touched much on the other game. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. Uh, uh, San Francisco – uh, roared out to a lead, uh, had a 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Uh, that was the 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 um, Rams uh, actually uh, overcame the largest deficit ever in uh, NFC Championship history. Uh, the, the previous time was the Seahawks against the Packers. They, they overcame a nine-point deficit in 2004. But, um, yeah, even in Sean McVay's tenure, uh, I think that was the first time that they, he's ever won a game uh, down by 10 going into the fourth quarter. They were able to rally and come back. Uh, but the, the final nail in the coffin was Aaron Donald putting the pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo. He threw a, a sort of a sidearm pass to his receiver. It was tipped uh, right into the hands of the Rams defender, and uh, they, that was all she wrote. Uh, um, but, yeah, good comeback from the Rams. Uh, Niners looked really strong throughout this game, but uh, they, they let them back in it and, and blew the game in the end. Yeah, they let them back in it. They blew the game in the end. And the 49ers could have easily won this game if their safety had just made that interception. Oh, and it was a gimme. It oh, was a, like it was right there. And he went, get it. Oh, come on, man. Catch that ball. That, that's, I'm telling you right now, that's that, that cost the 49ers a game. Oh, man. It was so in his hands, like, oh, they must just be, everybody must be just thinking about that all day if you're a Niners fan. Jaquiski Tart, he had it. It was there, and then, oh, no, it's not. That would probably make a good meme meme for Butterfingers, because, yeah, it's like, how did I drop this? Yeah, it, it was amazing to me that the 49ers had it. Yeah. They had they actually had this game. Yeah. Like they had it. But at the end of the day, there was a certain receiver on the other side for the Rams that said, Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to show everybody that I'm the best. Yeah. And it's time for me to show up. Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup, 11 receptions, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than that. First guy to ever go over 2,000 yards receiving uh, a regular season and playoffs combined. Uh, 20 touchdowns this year. Uh, triple crown winner. 
uh, MVP, uh, in the consideration for MVP. Uh, everybody knows he's getting the ball, but doesn't matter. You can't shut him down. You can't stop this guy. Another yep. 11 catches. Uh, man, he is just, he's on another planet. Uh, he's become by far the best receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's bulletproof. He's automatic. All Stafford has to do is like, I just got to get the ball in his vicinity. And that's about it. And then yeah. he'll take care of the rest. Yeah. Uh, the Rams went all in this year. They really pulled off a lot of deals. Uh, it was actually the one year anniversary yesterday of them getting Matthew Stafford, uh, trading uh, Jared Goff to the Lions and getting him uh, one year to the day. That's kind of a cool anniversary for him, uh, being able to finally reach that. He had never won a playoff game in his first 12 seasons. Zero playoff wins in his first 12 years. Goes to the Rams. He's won three already, and he's favored to win the fourth and get a Super Bowl in his first year. You know, so nice to be able to get out of Detroit, the purgatory of the Lions. You join the Rams and bam, you're uh, in the Super Bowl and you got a good chance to win it all. It's kind of like, you know what, you know what it is for Stafford? It's kind of like Shawshank Redemption, where he had to climb through a sewer filled with feces just to get out clean and get to the Rams. That's what Stafford did. Yeah. <laughs> good analogy good good description yeah 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 man uh jesus imagine 12 years he had to have he had to go there and they could never put anything together and uh yeah he just gets out of there another guy that got out of there uh got out of a really bad situation came to the rams has been shining as o- odell beckham jr he uh he also had a fantastic game on sunday Nine catches, 113 yards. And, you know, now they got these two weapons that are very, very hard to stop. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really made them a juggernaut. It has, and it has. And I, I was going to say this. The Bengals are actually somewhat lucky in the respect that Robert Woods is not there too as well. Yeah. Like, like that would just be another weapon that they would have to deal with. So they got lucky on that respect. Yeah. But I'm super impressed with Odell Beckham Jr. He just showed up and said, I'm just going to do what I can to help the team. And uh, he has done that. He has been the foil to Cooper Cup, and he's played his role well. I, I And I've talked to you about this before. If only there was a certain other receiver that had done that for his quarterback. Oh, man, what was that guy's name? Antonio Brown. Yeah. He could have he could have been literally in this position too as well. Yeah. But he decided to do Antonio Brown stuff. It normally doesn't work out well for him. Yeah, geez. Yeah. No, he could have helped uh Tampa Bay be in this position and and in the Super Bowl. And and yeah, his meltdown has has you know caused lots of problems uh all over. And yeah, maybe the end of his career, maybe the end of Tom Brady's career. Why don't we take a time out and uh uh I, I texted you on the weekend saying up Tom Brady is retiring. He's, uh, he's going to make the announcement. And then uh, he came out today on his podcast and he said, no, no, no. Hang on a second, guys. I haven't made any announcement. Uh, I know that people want to jump the gun and get the story out there, but Hey, I have not made the decision. I'm the one that's making the decision. So uh, unless you hear it from me, there's nothing official. 
Uh, he said it's going to come soon, but uh, when when I first texted you, uh, you know, what did you say? What you're like? Okay, yeah, I guess it's time. Yeah, no, I I, I just assumed. Yeah, I guess it is time. But I have also too. I have to remember that uh, reporters like to just you know jump on stories even if they didn't hear it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah. And so, and I and I think that's 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 something that's a problem with in our current day of media, where yeah. things will come out. Rumor has it, or I've heard from sources. What source? Was it Tom Brady? Was he the source? Is that who you heard it from? Right. He's the only guy that could actually say it and say, yeah, I guess I'm done, right? Yeah. So, and, and I love the fact that he's on his own podcast and he basically says, what's going on here? Who, who said that? Who, who, who say, who's spreading these rumors? It's not me. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, pretty wild. Uh, I, I definitely... Put some caveats saying, you know, uh, reports have been made. Uh, yeah. I, I I didn't want to be feeling like egg was on my face and oh yeah, he's retired because nothing official. But uh, it really just it just became viral. It got it blasted all over the place and everybody's like yeah yeah okay yeah he's done you know and yeah. everybody just treated it as gospel. But um yeah i loved hearing today that he said no no no, guys no wait 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 uh still haven't made up my mind i'm gonna talk to the family i'm gonna sort it out make my decision and you'll you'll know what i know so yeah and let's be honest he still got it like yeah. he's literally he was like the best quarterback in the league <laughs> like yeah. jesus like what are we talking about here like the guy's 44 years old Led the league in touchdowns and passing yardage and wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and, 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 and if he hangs it up like that, where it's like, so I guess he wasn't that good in his last year. It's like, no, actually he was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's amazing. He's a marvel. And I'd like to see another year of him. Uh, yeah. You know, he's treated us to something incredible. Love to be able to tell. People, you know, when I'm in my rocking chair, when I'm in my 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, wow, this guy just played until, you know, late 40s, was still the best quarterback in the league, won, you know, this many Super Bowls. Uh, it was just, yeah, you know, something to marvel at. Because I do love talking about Michael Jordan. I love talking about Wayne Gretzky. I love being able to talk about a lot of the greats in a lot of the sports. And and, uh, you know, he, I think he still has it. Why, why bother leaving? I know, you know, family's important, but I was saying to this to Larray on the weekend, he, you, you only play one game a week. You, you can be around your family a lot. You, you know, you practice a couple hours a day. You can be around your family for sure. Every home game, uh, yeah. you probably travel on Friday or Saturday for road games. So you're away for, you know, a few weekends of the year. They only play 17 games. Like he has to miss about eight weekends, you know, out of a year. It's, it's really, you're still getting to see your family a lot, I think. And, and the other very, very important factor to factor in for Tom Brady, he's got a great offensive line. He doesn't take too many sacks. Yeah, he just—he didn't even get hit that much. No, he, he really doesn't. Yeah, this year he barely got touched. So yeah, he said his—he said his wife hates it every time he gets hit, and I get it, you know. But uh, yeah, he doesn't take much abuse. They—they uh, they really made sure they've got a solid line that takes care of the 
takes care of the breadwinner there for that organization. Yes. yes. And that's something that the Bengals may want to look into to protect their breadwinner okay, going forward forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's just do a breakdown of the two teams that didn't make it in the Super Bowl. Uh, Chiefs went to the AFC uh, division championship four years in a row. Only won one Super Bowl. Um, has it been a bit of a failure uh, that they shouldn't they have won maybe more Super Bowls out of this really great window that they put together with Mahomes? Uh, is it a is it a big failure not being able to make the Super Bowl again this year? Uh, you know what? It's just it's so hard to make the Super Bowl. And uh, number one, and number two, I. I'm sorry, I don't see it as a failure because yeah. they won one. It would be more of a failure if they did it like the, the Buffalo Bills back in the day. That would suck yeah. big time, but yeah. that's not what happened. They, at least they got one. Right. So if you get one out of all those times that you've been at the top of the mountain, I think that's not a failure. That what, that what that does show is that you got some longevity of excellence going forward with your team. And if you can continue to make to do what you're doing, to keep getting to the top of the mountain, AFC Championships game, if not the Super Bowl, then that that that's that's good. That's yeah. really good for the organization and for your players. Sure. Okay. What about the Niners? Uh, I don't think many people expected them to be in that NFC Championship game. I think they played above their heads. Uh, you know, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. A lot of people are sour on him now. They don't think he's got what it takes to lead a team all the way. But, uh, you know, the, this Niners team, uh, if they would have made the Super Bowl, that would have been two out of the last three years there. Um, yep. I think it was a pretty successful season for them. Oh, hugely successful because there's nobody – there's no way that anybody thought that it would make it to the NFC Championship game. I'm sorry, man. There's just Unless you're, like, the biggest 49ers fan, which obviously there's a lot of you out there, but other than you, nobody else didn't saw it that yeah. you would make it to the NFC Championship game. Now, going forward for the 49ers, it's going to be interesting on who they want to headman that team because the rest of the team is that good. Yeah, They've proven that. Now, could this – I'm just going to throw this out there. It's the thought. It's the thought. Could this be a stop for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Could it be? Yeah. I, I saw uh, I saw some post game reactions from uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and he got quite emotional. Uh, basically, was talking like that was it. Uh, his time's done in in San Francisco. Uh, they they've got Trey Lance as the you know heir apparent, the guy that they've been trying to groom, but he hasn't really impressed me much. He hasn't really looked like he's ready. Uh, so maybe they they make a play for Aaron Rodgers and. And try to bring him in with the the team that they've assembled around him. I, I think uh, they could go far. Yeah, they could because they've shown it. Like the team is really, really good. Like yeah. really good. Like it's it's almost it's almost the same situation as Brady had when he walked into the Bucks, where it's like, oh, so all you guys need was a quarterback. Ah, yeah. look at that. I'm yeah. a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, uh, the 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 uh, best person that emerged from the Niners for me this year was Debo Samuel. Yes. Uh, he was, you know, such a great wide receiver, but all of a sudden they started using him as a running back too. 
And uh, that touchdown that he scored in this game was phenomenal. He scored really a lot of electrifying TDs this year. And uh, he's, um, he's definitely, to me, going to compete for an MVP trophy uh, at some point in his career. He's that good. Yes, he is that good. And what, what they've shown with Debo is that you just have to make sure he gets the ball in some capacity, in some way, either from receiving punts, kickoffs, running the ball from the back, like whatever it takes, just got to get that guy the ball and then he'll take care of the rest. He's that good. Yeah. I've been impressed with Eli Mitchell. I've been uh, very impressed with Brandon Ayuk as well. Uh, George Kittle had a bit of an off year, but uh, did score a touchdown in this game. Uh, But I think um, offensively, defensively, this team's uh, very solid. And yeah, if they, if they go with Trey Lance, uh, you know, they probably have a year or two to go, but if they make a play for, uh, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, I see this team uh, competing for a Super Bowl uh, definitely uh, uh, one year from now. Yeah, if if they if they manage to get like one of these stellar QBs that is going to be available, Rodgers, Russell Wilson, somebody like of that caliber. Yeah. Oh, well, that that the 49ers won't have to wait too long to get back to the top of the heat. Yeah, uh, their kicker Robbie Gold, uh, perfect in. Uh, in the playoffs, uh, 21 for 21, uh, just automatic. Um, yeah, they didn't uh, suffer any, any significant injuries, and, and they look good. Uh, on the Rams side, uh, I was really shocked that um, they, they suffered three injuries really quickly early on in the game. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, Tyler Higby, and Van Jefferson were all hurt in this game. Uh, I guess... Um, a couple of them were able to come back and, and play a little bit later on in the game. But, uh, man, that was quite the blow. And it must have really uh, shocked their offensive coordinator uh, losing three of their top offensive players uh, early on. Yeah, yeah, because that it's, it's definitely something that you don't really plan for. Maybe one guy, possibly two, but not three. Yeah. Not, three not three of your studs. Yeah, uh, I hope uh, they've got two weeks to uh, recover and get fully better. I think that's one good thing about uh, the way the NFL puts a a week between the championship weekend and the Super Bowl. I think uh, it's great that um, they'll go in as healthy as they can. Yeah, yeah. And it, it makes sense because you want the best players to play in the Super Bowl. So you try to give them as much time as they can so that they can uh, get as healthy as they can before they play the big game. For the Bengals, uh, they lost tight end CJ Uzama early on. Uh, he's got a sprained uh, MCL in his knee, but they say uh, it, it's not uh, as serious as originally thought, and they think he's going to be available for Super Bowl Sunday, which is big news for them because he's he's a good weapon that they utilize quite a bit. Yeah, he, he's a great weapon. He's a fantastic tight end. And I'm sure if he can get on the field, he's getting on the field in one way or another. Uh, do you think this is a, a huge advantage for the Rams playing uh, their home in their home field? Uh, there's going to be 80,000 fans there, but typically in the Super Bowl, there's fans from all over the country. Uh, but do you do you think this is a massive advantage for them? I think so. Like didn't 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 the Bucks have? That same advantage when they played in the Super Bowl? Yes, awesome. I, yeah. I, I believe it to be an advantage. I really do. Yeah. Like, this the fact that it's in your home stadium 
and you're going to have your fans there for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Big time advantage. Um, I watched, uh, I watched a couple of movies recently. Um, I, I was thinking about this a little bit yesterday when I saw Sean McVay and Sean McVay is the youngest, uh, youngest coach in the NFL has been for years. Uh, I think he likes his airtime a little bit too much. I think he's sort of a GQ guy that wants to have that perfectly quaffed hair, uh, really seems to be uh, loving this LA lifestyle. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking that actually uh, he made some big mistakes yesterday. He called, he challenged a couple calls that were obviously not going to go in his favor. Um, I think his ego and the things that he puts on the sideline actually could be detriment to this team. Interesting. Interesting. Well, I, I would hope that he won't let his ego get in the way of the biggest game of his career. Yeah. I, I, I would hope that, but I do understand what you're saying. Yes, there were some questionable things that he did in the game, but at the end of the day, they did win the game, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he does anything more that's detrimental to the team. But I, I, would, I would like to think that he won't be doing those things because – it could cost him everything. So yeah, uh, I was thinking about who would portray him if the Rams win the Super Bowl and they make a movie out of this. Who would portray him from Hollywood? Oh, uh, 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 oh man, I'm thinking. Of, okay, I'm thinking of. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of uh, Bradley Cooper. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a pretty good call. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched uh, Sean Payton. Uh, yeah. He was portrayed by Kevin James. I just watched that movie this past weekend. Um, do you think he would have been happy with that portrayal? No, of course not. It's, it's like, that guy doesn't look anything like me. He looks like he ate two of me. All right, that's great. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Kurt Warner was is in a movie right now. It's called uh, American Underdog. Uh, Zachary Levi played him. Uh, I'm not sure if he's happy. Uh, I saw a, I saw an interview with the both of them at the same time, so at least they're getting along enough to do a co-interview. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny how these uh, quarterbacks and these coaches are starting to have movies made about them. And uh, yeah, just just made me think about Sean McVay. I just I think he likes uh, you know his his image a little too much. Uh, I think he should concentrate. Only on the game. Yeah, well, yes, obviously, for sure, because that's his job. But at the end of the day, too, you know, he, he's an L.A. lifestyle, like you said. You know, he's out there. He's known. Yeah. He's got his fans out there, you know. It's nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess it's, uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see if he's a detriment to this team or not. But um, I've, Rams are favored. Uh, they're supposed to uh, be win. They're supposed to win. They're um, – home home uh, field advantage and all that, like you say, but uh, yeah, don't count the Bengals out. Uh, a lot of people have really um, lost a lot of money this year, not betting on the Bengals. I think I actually heard, uh, I thought today 125 to one. I heard uh, after work today, 150 to one. If you would have bet with certain uh, organizations uh, earlier in the year, 150 to one odds to make the Super Bowl. Okay, the only people putting around money like that are real Bengals fans. 
Because, yes, yeah. it, it should be 151 because nobody would have ever thought at the beginning of this year that they would be in the Super Bowl. Come no, on. No, no, nobody. Do you, uh, do you want to make a prediction? Oh, man. Oh, okay. Um, I, okay. I want to say this. I think that the game is going to be close. Uh, I, 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 I would love the game to just follow along the path of all of these fantastic games that we've had so far. Yeah. Uh, somebody wins by three and it comes right down to the wire. Now, who's that team that could win? Uh, okay. I, did I make a I made I made a bet with our coworker at work, Tony. I think I'm taking the Bengals. I can't even remember what the bet is. So oh. I'm gonna, you know what? Forget it. I'm just gonna say it here first. Bengals win by three. Okay. Wow. Oh, great prediction. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it would be amazing. It would be great for that city. Great for that organization. Um, they. Uh, yeah, uh, you know they've they've been able to buck all the trends and all the odds, and uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if, if they pulled this off. No, I, I I wouldn't be shocked either because they beat the Chiefs, they beat them, and and they beat the Chiefs when in overtime they won the coin toss. Yeah. We know what the Chiefs do. Yeah, we, yeah. we just go down and score, and the game's over. And yeah. that's not what happened. They flipped the script on them. So yeah, I, yeah, the Bengals are for real. Like they're. They're that dark horse team where you're just like, I don't know. They could, you know, they, they, they could do it. So let's see. Well, well, I'm glad you didn't change the channel and, <laughs> and uh, make sure in the Super Bowl, even if they're down, <laughs> don't change the channel. Don't uh, give up on them. Uh, we've seen uh, crazy things happen this whole season. Super Bowl 28 to three. We'll never forget that score. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, uh, that this could be um, this could be a really great Super Bowl. I think it's going to be an offensive, great, great game, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, six games in a row, uh, ending on the final play. Uh, yeah. You know, you can't get better than that. Uh, we we should just have a Super Bowl that ends the same way. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm hoping for. I don't think it's going to reach the level of what we saw with the Chiefs Bills, but if it can come close, I'm going to be a very, very happy NFL fan. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, today is January 31st, last day of the month. Uh, we are about to start the shortest month uh, coming up here, February. Um, geez, it almost uh, pretty much, it's almost summer. Uh, that's good. Uh, pretty exciting. <laughs> Uh, I got to men mention that it's uh, Renata's birthday today, a friend of ours. Uh, happy birthday, Renata. I hope you've had a great day and I hope you have an awesome evening. Yep. Happy birthday, Renata, for sure. Uh, there was some big news this past weekend in the world of podcasting and broadcasting alone. Uh, Joe Rogan was named the uh, face of Spotify uh, earlier last year was given a massive contract to um, be the, the number one guy. And uh, he has been taking quite a few hits recently for his um, very opinionated commentary and stuff on his podcast. And he decided, uh, yeah, he was going to back a lot of different things. And uh, the musician, Canadian musician, Neil Young, decided he didn't want to belong to an organization that was going to make Joe Rogan, the face of their 
of their um yeah of the of the of the um company i guess and he said pull my songs off of spotify i don't want to be represented there anymore uh were you surprised at how big this is sort of percolated and become such a big story now i was surprised but i wasn't surprised by what spotify did which was okay we'll just pull your music see you later because you want to know why they just gave that other dude a hundred million dollars yeah. yeah he's gonna stay yeah you can go <laughs> got no problem doing that yeah uh i guess uh it's been pretty massive uh, a lot of people have uh bucked out of um spotify and uh yeah i i i was surprised at uh how many people have backed neil young and uh but yeah you're right that hundred million dollars we we were talking about Howard Stern a little earlier and uh, the money that that uh, satellite radio gave to him. Sirius XM uh, was able to move him across uh, big money in the podcasting world with Joe Rogan. I think that shocked the world when Spotify said 100 million. But um, yeah, when you become big and opinionated, uh, I guess there's uh, there can be some backlash there. And um, yeah, Neil Young was the latest guy to say. No, he doesn't want to be part of it. And they said, okay, see you later. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah they, he was the one to say that. They said, okay, see you later. But I believe, right, I believe that they did take a hit in the stock, in their stocks, like a, like a tremendous hit. Yeah, so, absolutely but massive, a, yeah. Massive hit. Like, I, yeah. I want to say it was like $2 billion, Yeah, which is, which is that's no joke. That's no joke. But at the same time, maybe Spotify is looking at it and saying, that's that's a, that's a massive hit for now, but it's not going to last. Sure. We yeah. will recoup all of that money in time. Yeah. Because like, time heals all wounds. People have very short memories. They'll forget. They'll come back. Yeah. Uh, I remember during the, uh, the Euro Cup, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo sat down at a press conference table and uh, there was a couple of bottles of, of Coca-Cola in front of him and he just uh, took them and he just moved them to the side and Coca-Cola stock plummeted by like a couple billion dollars like that day. And uh, I'm shocked that uh, these people have this much influence over stock prices and it can change the whole um value of a company that quickly over you know moves like this yeah and i'm sure cristiano ronaldo wasn't even aware of it he was just like i don't want that that's all <laughs> that's probably all they wanted he just says i'm not interested in that and also too it's in my way as i'm talking to people that's it that's all yeah. he was probably doing it didn't yeah. even give it a second thought right pretty stunning that uh yeah it, you know that just a move like that would could create so, such a ripple and change change the stock prices that fast yeah yeah exactly like it you have to remember these these people are like they got a lot of fans they're influencers people follow them people listen to them and so with that being said they 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 have power with yeah. their words and what they say yeah okay uh why don't we talk a little bit about the nba uh lots of great basketball over the weekend uh tons of fun to to watch for me i got to see uh, yeah, got to see some really good games. The Raptors played a phenomenal game on the weekend, beating Miami, uh, triple overtime. Uh, man, that was a hell of a game. 
they won a game tonight and uh, they're, they're playing really well. Uh, they've moved up into eighth place and uh, this is a fun team to watch. I, I'm really enjoying watching the Raptors this year. They're, they're, they've decided to have all their players about six, seven to six, nine, and just be fast uh, trying to crash the boards and have guys be able to switch defensively, offensively all around. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really, really enjoying the way that the, the, their style of game has been able to, uh, yeah, produce pretty good results this year. And it's been fun, fun team to watch. They're scrappy. Yeah. They don't give up on themselves. That's the one thing that I really love about the Raptors this year. They're in every game. They fight to the end. And, and that's something that Nick Nurse has coached into them. They yeah. just don't give up on themselves. And I, and I really appreciate watching the Raptors go to work and do exactly that. They may not be the best team, obviously, but they just don't give up. They will, they will fight you to the bitter end, and that's great to see. Yeah, they beat the Hawks tonight, uh, 106-100. Uh, Hawks had won uh, seven straight games coming in and uh, you know one of the hottest teams. Uh, I was really impressed. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. has been really lights out lately he's i think he's got five straight games four or five straight games with 30 or more points uh really has come into his own after getting traded for norm powell last year uh he had uh he's had a couple injury troubles this year being out but since he's come back he's looked uh like one of the top guys on this team for sure yeah uh, since he's come back he's looked fantastic so is pascal siakam after he came back from his injury yeah. he's looked fantastic and Fred Van Fleet has just been fantastic the entire year. Yeah. Uh, all those, uh, they're all their starters uh, on Saturday. They played into triple overtime. It was the first time in NBA history that five guys had played more than 50 minutes. Uh, it was unbelievable. They barely used their bench the entire game. Uh, I'm going to pull it up in a sec, but 50, I think it was. 56, 56, 55, 54 minutes, uh, all these guys are playing. Uh, and they they still looked as good er, er, later on as they did early on. Uh, like you said, a very scrappy bunch. Yeah, very well-conditioned bunch, very scrappy bunch. And like I said, man, like the one thing that's really impressive with the Raptors this year is that they just believe in themselves and they just keep fighting, regardless of what's going on in the game. Uh, Pascal Siakam that night had 57 minutes. Scotty Barnes and Gary Trent Jr. both had 56. Oh, OG Ananobi had 56 minutes. And Fred Van Vliet was uh, slacking only 54 minutes uh, in that game. Uh, incredible. Uh, absolutely amazing that they could play that well uh, against uh, one of the top teams in the East, the Heat, uh, 32 and 18, uh, 32 and 17 going into that game. Yep. And, uh, man, I, I, I loved it. I was blown away. It was really, really fun game to watch. And, uh, you know, you could count on those five guys being on the court and the entire game. It was really, really, really great. Yeah. It was awesome to see. Awesome to see the, the, the passion for the game from all of those players and the fact that they could do that, that all of those players had the gas tank to last literally two games being played back to back. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, okay. Let's, let's look a little bit more into the Eastern conference. Uh, the bulls are uh, tied with the heat up on top. They've uh, yeah, they're both uh, 
having a great, uh, great, great season. Uh, we've talked about the Bulls quite a bit. Uh, I watched uh, a bunch of their games uh, recently too. And, and DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Vucevic, uh, those three together, uh, that's, a, you know, that's another big three that really uh, you know, could be somebody that we see in the NBA Finals come June. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And then also, too, for DeRozan, for his first time being a starting all-star. Yeah. And like that's a, that's a huge feather in his cap. Nobody thought that DeMar DeRozan had this still in him at this point in his career. Yeah. And he has shocked everybody, including myself. There was question marks on how he would fit with the team. And uh, the GM that has put this team together has put this team together beautifully. It, it has worked like magic. Yeah, sure has, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other team I want to mention is the 76ers. Uh, they won their sixth game in a row tonight. Uh, they are only half a game back of the top two teams. Uh, they won tonight uh, without Joel Embiid, who was uh, sitting for rest. Uh, nice to be able to still keep it rolling, even though your big guy's not even in there. Yeah, and it's nice to see that Joel Embiid, without his running mate, so to speak, and Ben Simmons is just like, eh, okay, well, he doesn't want to play the game, so that's fine. The team is now my team, and I will just go forward. And look at what he's done. Look wow. at what he's done. He's made it so easy for the organization to say, oh, you don't want to play? That's cool. You can say, just sit at home then. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Because Joel Embiid has been that good. Yeah, it's been incredible. Yeah, he's MVP level season again. Uh, a team that's on the, the outs right now uh, was competing for the top of the conference for a long time, but uh, only four and six on their last 10, four losses in a row, the Nets. The Nets seem to be lost and, and uh, sinking fast. They're spiraling because their super-duper superstar in KD is out and he's injured. And I kind of thought if you lose that guy, just that guy, you might have some problems because, I don't know, it seems to me that Harden is maybe still playing himself into shape. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. He's eating a lot. but uh, And then Kyrie is just... Well, he's only a part-time player. He only plays road games. So you can't really depend on him either. So, yeah, the, the Nets are not good right now. And then also, too, with Harden being out with his own injury, they're just – the Nets aren't what they're supposed to be right now. Yeah. They just are not. Two of the teams that I'm really loving to watch right now are the Cavs and the Hornets. Uh, those two teams are uh, really fun to watch. Uh, I don't think anybody expected the Cavs to be as good as they are. They're fourth in the East. And the Hornets, uh, really emerging team, super fun to watch. Uh, I know Charlotte's always been your favorite team, so great to see them finally back. And, uh, yeah, being one of those teams that it's, it's – if, the, if they're on TV, you want to watch them. You don't want to miss out. Yes, they're, they're super exciting to watch. They're just a great team to watch, especially with Lamella Ball just deal, wheeling and dealing back there in the backcourt with his crazy passes. They're just, they're just a fun team to watch. And then Miles Bridges with his amazing dunks, awesome team to watch. But then with the Cavs, Darius Garland has been absolutely awesome this season. Yeah. It's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, and with their, their new rookie in uh, Mobley, 
been fantastic, especially on the defensive end. For a young rookie to be that good defensively, to be a game changer, is uh, you just don't see that too often at all. No. Yeah, it's been been remarkable and awesome to watch. Yeah, I'm glad they're, you know, so quickly they're relevant and and uh yeah they're they're becoming one of the teams that you know are on the big rise for sure uh let's switch to the western conference uh the two teams that have been top of the conference uh this entire year uh, are starting to separate themselves from the rest uh sons and warriors sons have won 10 in a row warriors have won seven in a row the warriors just beat houston again tonight uh man uh, both these teams are are becoming really, you know, separating from everybody else. The the two elite teams that I think we're going to see in the uh, conference final this year is health, health, you know, has to keep out. But, um, yeah, I don't know if any team's going to be able to come and, and compete against these two. Well, they're, they're just showing their, their just how much better they are than everybody else in the league right now at this point in time. And I'm so impressed with the Warriors that they're able to keep winning. And Clay's not at his best yet. Yeah. We'll get there. And Steph is actually going through a shooting slump. And they're still winning. Yeah. They're still finding ways to win. So once yeah. those two guys, their two Hall of Fame like guards, get their shit together, my goodness. Yeah. My goodness. Watch out. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. Can't wait. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit longer for Clay. Uh, Draymond's been hurt. Uh uh, Steph's in a little bit of a shooting slump, you know, comparatively, you know, but comparatively, uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, he's not shooting lights out like normal, but uh, yeah, they're still you know, winning night after night after night and and having a lot of fun doing so. Uh, the Jazz are in trouble a little bit right now, five in a row losses. Uh, Gobert and Mitchell have been hurt. Uh, also, I heard Joe Ingles, uh, torn ACL gone for the season, just announced Ooh. today, so. Uh, injury rows, woes are really uh, hitting them hard. And they're, uh, yeah, they're fourth right now. But uh, if they can't get some of these guys back, they're going to sink very, very fast. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't win in the NBA if, you're, if you are, are missing pieces to the puzzle. You're missing key guys in your rotation, in your starting lineup. You just, it is almost impossible to mm-hmm. keep up. With those guys being out, uh, we'll see what they can do. But uh, losing Joe Ingles is a big blow to that team. Huge yeah. blow. Uh, Nuggets are playing great. Won five in a row. Uh, Nikola Jokic is um, yeah MVP-like performances <laughs> lately. He's just been absolutely super dominant. And, uh, yeah, I think that team's going to pass the Jazz, probably pass the Grizzlies, and, and get up into that uh, third, fourth position in the conference. Yeah, and uh, they're still waiting for their their all-star guard, Jamal Murray, to come back from injury. Um, And hopefully he can at some point in time still for this year, hopefully. But that's one of the things that you're just not going to rush him back at any point in time. Yeah. And then at the bottom, competing for those play-in games, uh, Lakers uh, won that play-in game against the Warriors last year. It looks like they're going to have to play it again uh the clippers and the lakers occupy the eighth and ninth positions right now yeah uh who would have thought right but now the clippers are missing their two stars george is out Kawhi is still out yeah. and now uh lebron i believe is out with like uh, knee soreness or swelling in the knee Something, yeah. so 
oh, yeah, the, 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 our two LA teams are not looking good right now. Not no. looking good whatsoever. No, quite surprising. Uh, don't think, uh, yeah, very many people would have picked it, picked them to be eighth and ninth. But uh, yeah, that's the reality. So, uh, okay, that was fun uh, covering a little bit of the NBA. Why don't we uh, talk about the UFC? There wasn't a card this past Saturday, uh, but we've got uh, UFC fight night coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, the main event has Sean Strickland and Jack Hermanson. Uh, number six, Hermanson, and number seven, Strickland in the middleweight division. Uh, should be a great battle. Strickland's won five in a row. Hermanson's won one, lost one, won one, lost one. But uh, this is a really great matchup with clashing of styles. I, I think it's going to be really, really fun to see who's able to emerge. Yeah, it's it's definitely, just as you said, it's a huge clash of styles. And I think this fight will come down to who can impose their style over the other fighter more so like it, it, that's that's what it's definitely going to come down to i am intrigued by this matchup yeah. i i am very much looking forward forward to watching this main event because i just want to see how it plays out between these two men yeah i'm super excited yeah i i, I think it's such a great matchup i'm glad the usc decided to put those two together and uh yeah i i i'm super intrigued and can't cannot wait for it uh be a good good main event. Uh, tell me about some of the other guys on the card that you're uh, excited about. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the um, um, I guess uh, Smiling Sam Alvey and Phil Hawes. Yeah. I think that that could have potential to be a very good fight in the main card because mm -hmm. um, I, I I think those two will just literally attack each other, see who falls first. Yeah. Possibly, that's always a fun fight to see. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's the, that's the fight that I'm looking at in the main card. And then in the prelims, the prelims, I, I love our Canadian Dawadu. Dawadu yeah. is fighting, uh, Trezano. I'm looking forward to that fight. I want to see how Dawadu approaches Trezano. I, I, I'm rooting for him because I really love the way that that man fights. Yeah. We've got uh, three Canadians on the card. Uh, also Mark Andre Berrio is fighting and Alexis Davis. So uh, well represented on the card. Uh, I love Dawadu and uh, he's such a fun fighter. I, I've, I've seen live uh, many of Mark andre Barrios fights. Uh, he's uh, a little hit and miss in the UFC, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll be able to see three Canadians and cheer him on. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun card. Uh, tons of prelims fights. Uh, but as you mentioned, Earlier, uh, we're seeing COVID troubles as well as weight issues a lot. So expect this card to change a little bit. We saw it uh, last week with the pay-per-view, and it seems to happen on every card. You're excited, getting ready for a fight, and then, oh, no, that one can't make it. We've got to shift guys up and put late replacements in. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm expecting no different this week. Yeah, uh, and I'm expecting that to be – um, status quo for quite some time. Uh, fights dropping out, fighters changing, all of that sort of stuff. It's just, it's just the way it is for now. We're only a couple of weeks away from the big uh, Adesanya Whitaker fight. Uh, Whitaker's chomping at the bit, wants to get his opportunity again. Adesanya has been the class of that division, but 
Uh, do you think Whitaker's going to be able to change his game enough to give Asanya a run for his money? He better, <laughs> or, or else it's going to be the same result as last time when Adesanya beat him. I have a feeling that Whitaker might wrestle him more this time around. That's that's what I have a feeling. I have a feeling that he may try to play with him on the feet for a little bit, but then if he starts to really get be picked apart by Adesanya, he's going to take him down immediately. Yeah, I, I think I think Whitaker's approach to this fight might be more grappling heavy than he ever has before. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good plan of attack, and uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, yeah, if Whitaker's been able to pull it off, uh, Adesanya's been tough, but um, yeah, he needs. He probably needs to be shown the ground a little bit more uh, to give Whitaker a chance. Uh, there's a lot of great fighters on UFC 271. Happens Saturday, uh, February 12th. Uh, the Black Beast is at it. Uh, I, I love this Cannoneer Brunson fight. I think yeah. that one's that one's going to be a fight of the year candidate definitely early on. Uh, Bobby Green's on the card. Um, yeah, 271 looks pretty stacked. Yeah, 271 looks great. Always love watching Mr. Bobby Green fight, and he's going up against a game opponent in Hack Parast. That could be a fight to watch. Yeah. Could be a sleeper sleeper hit. Uh, we've got Andre Arlovsky, the feature fight in the prelims. And um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be uh, awesome. So uh, yeah, we've got Hermanson Strickland next week, and then UFC 271 a couple weeks from now. So uh yeah um usc's back and great uh it was kind of smart probably to take a week off uh so you know guys can take their wives out for dinner and uh you know do something <laughs> on saturday night nor normally for the family but uh now we're back at it and i think we've got cards straight out for the next uh, 42 weeks so uh yeah <laughs> poor wives uh won't get any saturday night dinners out for a while no, 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 because uh, we're just going to do some Uber Eats. We're going to order in so I can watch my fights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, this was great as always. Uh, man, uh, the, the weekend was amazing for those football games. Really excited. And, uh, yeah, six games in a row. You've mentioned it a few times to me today. Uh, it's incredible that the NFL has been able to pull this off and, and have such teams that are – so close together that it comes down to whoever has the ball last is going to win. Yeah. And it's just been so unbelievably awesome for the fans to watch, to just be treated to these amazing football games yeah. weekend, weekend in and weekend out. Like I, I can't remember a time where I've enjoyed watching football as much as I have this year. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, we got the pro bowl. Uh, let's hope that uh, these guys can uh, keep their together in Vegas and uh, just go and have some have some fun there, play play a game, and then uh, yeah, keep out of trouble. But uh, I'm not uh, I'm not putting any money on it. I think we're going to see some some arrests, maybe. Ah, yeah, it happens in Vegas. You know, that's what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, man. Well, uh, look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thanks for doing this tonight. This was uh, a blast as always, and can't wait to see you uh, a week from now doing it again. You betcha, man. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it and we will see you tomorrow, my friend. For okay. sure. All right. Cheers, man.
Good night. Cheers. Good night. Okay. Well, thanks, Jason Cameron. Uh, always a pleasure. Always a great way to start our our week off uh, doing the podcast, breaking down the weekend sports. And um, yeah, I want to mention uh, Renata again. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, I hope you had an amazing day. And um, yeah, uh, thanks to all our listeners and our, our sponsors and partners. Uh, I want to mention Anchor FM, easiest place to make a podcast. Just go to Anchor FM and you can do what Jason and I are doing here. Uh, I want to mention Verbero, the hockey equipment and apparel company, industry leader in technology, performance, and value. V3, V350 stick is a must-have if you're a player or know a player. Uh, Pampas and Possibilities, they design West Coast pretty things and can help you with your home, making it look really great, as well as Forever Living, the aloe vera company, for health and beauty products. Uh, thanks as always to them. And uh, thanks for sticking in. Appreciate you watching and listening. And uh, yeah, lots of big things coming for the Complete Media Network. Go to our website, completesportsmedia.com or completemedianetwork.com. Lots of great things there. So love you guys lots. Take care of yourself and have a great rest of your week. Bye for now. <laughs>